Howdy everybody, it's Clint coming to you today wanting to talk about um, all kinds of things with you. But today, since I haven't come to you in a long time, I want to talk to you about anxiety and what happens and what goes on with anxiety. Um, so I want to give you a few skills. I want to give you a few tools. Um, today, I want to give you the skill and tool of mindfulness. Now, what I'm going to do today is kind of talk about two states of mind and how you can take those states of mind and make a third state of mind. Um, so this comes out of dialectical behavioral therapy. So it comes from a place that um, is very much researched um, based and very integral to helping me treat my clients. And also it's something I use almost on a daily basis with myself. So first, let me tell you, I have a lot of anxiety. Um, I grew up in a world where um, my parents divorced. Um, I tell people that kind of blew up my world. Um, my dad left. I really never had a relationship with him since then. But how that really impacted me is that still, almost at 50 years old, I still wait for the sky to fall. I still wait for something terrible and awful to happen. Um, and when, that, when I'm doing that, my anxiety sometimes is through the roof. Uh, my wife will tell you sometimes I can do some pretty crazy, stupid things or think some pretty crazy, stupid things when I'm that anxious. And sometimes we all get there. Um, for different reasons, we all have anxiety. That's my reason is my anxiety is there to try to keep me safe. It tries to be out ahead of myself, trying to make sure everything's going to be okay and everything's going to be fine and nothing bad's going to happen. If something bad's going to happen, I'm going to stop it from happening before it ever happens. So I'm not surprised. Well, we all know the reality about that is you can't do that. You're going to be surprised by something. You can't control everything in the world. That events of our life happen to us without us having any control over them. So what do I do when I'm anxious? And what do I teach my clients to do when they're anxious? Well, first I want you to kind of envision a circle. And in, in this circle is the word your emotional mind. Now in your emotional mind, what happens in your emotional mind is um, your emotional mind tends to judge things. So what I mean by this is we tend to look at situations and events of our life and we judge them. We say things like, um, it's going to be the worst thing ever. Oh, this is going to be terrible. This is going to be bad. This is going to be the best thing ever. Um, we have opinions about it. It's going to be this. It's going to be that. It's because I'm a bad person. It's because I'm always a bad person because never, nothing ever works out for me. And we're thinking these things in our emotional mind. At the same time, we feel anxious and we feel scared and we feel afraid and we feel angry. And our emotional mind puts us in this place because our emotional mind, just like for me, is trying to make sure that we're going to be okay, that we can fix this, that we can change it. Then I want you to think of another circle and it kind of overlaps like a Venn diagram, um, the first circle. And in this circle are the words reasonable mind. Now, in your reasonable mind, this is the part of you that um, describes things, is factual about things, is rational about things, can look at things and say, yeah. I know you emotional mind, you're not true. What I really know to be true is I'm okay. Things are fine. There's nothing bad happening. Hey, but when we're in that emotional state of mind, that's a really hard thing to access. It's a really hard thing to get to because we just feel our emotions and we just feel bad and we just go and run with it. So how do you access that reasonable part? How do you get to that part of you that is reasonable? So this is what I tell clients. I tell you... Um, if you were going to sit on your couch at home or sit in a chair at home and you're facing the wall, so if you can envision that for a second, that you're sitting on a couch or a chair somewhere in your house, somewhere you know, and you're facing a wall. And on that wall is a movie screen. And 
on that movie screen, a movie is playing. And that movie is playing with you as the central character in your emotional mind state. That there you are being anxious and worried and scared and you're telling yourself how terrible and awful and scary everything's going to be and how bad it's going to work out. And it always worked out that way and, and there you go. And I say you watch yourself sitting there on the couch in that chair in that movie for 10-15 minutes. Then somebody walks in. I walk in. I sit down beside you on the couch. I don't know what's going on in this TV show or this movie because I just came in in the middle of it. So I have to lean over and I whisper to you, hey, hey, what's going on here? What's happening? I tell most people at that moment what you're going to do is recognize and realize or, or give me a description of what's going on there. You're going to describe to me what's happening. Oh, well, they're really worried and scared about this, these things. They're telling themselves it's going to be the worst thing ever. Um, they're saying to themselves, this is what's going to happen. Hey, but the facts are, that's not going to happen. Or, hey, I know this is what's really going to be true. Or, hey, I know this is what's really going to happen. Because we all know, we've watched a movie or a TV show, and we watch a character be in the emotional state of mind, and we know they shouldn't be there because we have more information than they do, and we know they're scared and worried about something that they shouldn't be scared and worried about. We're the reasonable person. This is your reasonable mind. You can access it that way. So in dialectical behavioral therapy, what it asks you to do to be mindful is when you feel yourself in that emotional state and you start running through your head all the terrible, awful things and feeling anxious, can you step outside of yourself? Can you step outside of that event just for a moment and think about what the facts are? Can you describe what is going on? Can you just be just the facts, describe what's happening so that you can access that reasonable mind. And we all have that experience and you can do that. I can do that. So then I say, if we were to take that person that's sitting on the couch now with that information, with that reasonableness, with that, those facts, that description, and they were to jump in that movie and join the person in the emotional state, this is where these, this Venn diagram I just said you can think of in your mind in the middle where these two circles join, we call that a wise mind, a wise state of mind. So I'm still anxious, but I've been able to access my reasonable mind. And now, hopefully, I can make good, positive decisions for myself, even though I'm anxious. So the goal of this is not that you are not anxious at all. The goal of this is that you would find yourself being anxious, but still being able to make good decisions. Being anxious and being able to tolerate it and accept it and do the things you need to do. Because most of us, when we're anxious, we don't do that. We don't do the things we need to do. We get anxious and scared and worried. And what we tend to do is want to do 50 things at once. And the reality is we only need to do one thing, maybe two things, to be able to help ourselves there. So if you were to join that person in that movie now, what decisions would you make based on the information that you bring now? What's the one thing you would do? So this is being mindful. What's the one thing you need to do to help you with your anxiety? What would you concentrate on? And how would you be effective? What would you do that would work? So don't worry about what's fair, not fair, what's right, what's wrong. Only focus on, hey, what's going to work? So, you know, everybody knows that saying, don't cut your nose off to spite your face. Hey, what's going to work here? Instead of being angry and frustrated about what I can't control, what are the facts that my reasonable brains brings here? And let me act skillfully. Let me ask for what I need. Let me be assertive. 
There are podcasts I have on assertiveness and setting boundaries and limits. You can go back and listen to those about how to set boundaries and limits, how to be assertive. You know, how can I ask for what I need to, to do? Can I let go of any vengeance or anger or righteousness that I have that isn't going to be useless, that isn't going to work because my reasonable mind can say, hey, here are the facts about this. Can I quit judging? This is the worst, terrible, awful thing. And look at the facts about what's happening. Um, can I concentrate and focus my mind on those things? Can I just observe and describe what's happening and then participate? I can change this harmful situation, situation to be something more positive. I can change how I'm thinking and act in, in a mindful way, in a way that's helpful. So I'll give you a quick example of how I did this so you can hear how crazy Clint can be at times. So it was Christmas Day, and I look up on the ceiling, and right where the wall and the ceiling meet, there's a spot. Um, my wife asked me that day, hey, is our roof leaking? Is that what that is? And I said, yeah, maybe so. I'm not really sure. We got people coming over. Um, it's Christmas Day. I can't do anything about it today. So uh, if y'all know, it's been raining a lot around here. So as um, I think of the day after Christmas, maybe, um, maybe Friday after Christmas, whatever that was, um, you know, it rained. It rained pretty hard. It rained pretty hard that night on Thursday. And I woke up the next day on Friday morning and yeah, the little spot had gotten wetter again. So I'll call somebody, have them come out to look at it. And I have to be at my office. So I come to my office. I have a conversation with my wife because um, she calls and wants to know when the guy's coming and what's going on. And she can hear my voice that I'm anxious. And my emotional mind is turning and turning. In my emotional mind, I am judging this. This is going to be terrible. This is going to be awful. I'm going to need a brand new roof. It's going to cost thousands upon thousands of dollars. It's just been Christmas. I can't believe this is happening. This is the worst thing ever. These things always happen to me. I'll never get ahead. Like my mind is just churning my emotional mind and I'm anxious and I'm scared and I'm worried. Now I know when I say that out loud, it sounds so silly, but we all know we do it. So my wife kind of asked me, why do you do this to yourself? I said to her, I know why I do this to myself. What I told you all at the beginning of this podcast, my parents divorced when I was 11. Hey, I got to be out ahead of everything. I can't be surprised by anything. Oh my gosh, it's going to be the worst thing ever because I didn't catch this. And then I said to her, I know that comes from, I'm 50 years old. I still do that. That's my anxiety. It's part of how I cope with life. But I said, I recognize my reasonable mind kicks in. And I said, I recognize it's a spot on the ceiling. It's not a big deal. Hey, the facts about this are we've moved in this house, you know, about seven months ago and the roof is only like three years old i know we're not going to need a whole new roof um the fact about this are it's a little bitty spot it's not going to cost a lot of money for somebody to fix uh the the facts about this are when i look at myself in that emotional state of mind yeah i know what that is that's me trying to get out ahead of myself trying to make sure everything's okay and the reality is that's not how life works so i said that out loud that i kind of stepped outside of myself looked at what was going on got some facts, described what's happening, and then in the course of about 20 to 30 minutes, my anxiety went away. Now, what you have to do to be wise is you have to learn that it's okay. You have to tolerate your anxiety. Even though you know the facts and even though things are okay, you may have to tolerate your anxiety. It just is not going to just go away. You have to accept your anxiety. It's there. It's there for a reason. For me, I look at my anxiety. I use it to my advantage. Whenever my anxiety comes up, I ask myself a question. My anxiety's here. It must be here because I got to make sure everything's okay. Is everything okay? And I go through the list of stuff. Yeah, the bills are paid. That's okay. This is okay. Grayson's at school. Things are fine. Everything's all right. Doesn't mean my anxiety just automatically goes away. What it means in that moment is that I know I'm all right. 
I have anxiety, and I can still make good decisions even though I'm anxious. I can tolerate it. I can accept it and still walk away and make good decisions. It also means that as I've practiced this skill over and over and over, I usually only have to tolerate my anxiety for, at the most, 15, 20 minutes. Sometimes only a few minutes. Um, sometimes not long, not even at all. It just it does kind of go away. And what I also find is I'm less anxious about anything. I still get anxious, like I just told you. But that comes up less often and less often and less often because as I practice this skill and stay in my regional mind at times, I'm able to tolerate and accept my anxiety without flying off into this frustration or anger or worry or um, out-of-control feeling. So really quickly, in the course of about 10, 15 minutes, I just wanted to give you that skill, help you put that experience there, give you a skill and tool about when you get anxious, what you can do to tolerate and accept your anxiety and still make wise decisions. Um, I'm also going to do a YouTube video on this and post that. So if you want to see the Venn diagram, you'll be able to see the Venn diagram. Um, so I'm hopefully going to be more consistent about my podcasting and my um, YouTube videos. And most of them are going to cover just these things, practical psychological skills day to day to help you in your own personal life, to help you in your relationships. Um, and I hope you get some value from that. And as you get value, you will pass it along to other people who need that in their lives also. So I hope you have a great and wonderful day. Thank you so much for listening. If you know somebody who needs this, pass it along to them. Let them know about it um, so they can get what they need from it too. So I hope you have a great day. Thanks so much.